Good morning, everybody. It's good to be here. Beautiful weather out. Thanks, Scott. Great praise and worship. That's always amazing. And we are blessed to have such good praise and worship. We've got to minister in large churches and different things in our ministry life. And I have not heard anything as good as what God has blessed us with, with our praise team. I just appreciate Miss Mallory and her whole team, they are amazing. And I, I don't know about you, but I love the fact that, you know, when somebody else in the team is playing or singing or whatever, like the drummer, he's worshiping. And I'm just like, that is so sweet. That is so cool. Anyway, I'm just, I might be biased, but you know, hey. <laughs> Let's welcome our online crowd. Good to see you this morning. God bless you. If you're a guest today and you fill out that connection card, uh, there is an online connection card as well. But... Uh, you have to get here to get the t-shirt, sorry. But if you're here this morning, we'll give you a free t-shirt. Just fill out that card. We won't come to your house. We won't bug you. We're not going to you know, do any of that. We just want you to know that there is a place that we love Jesus, and we can show you how to live your life and live it on purpose. And if you stop at the guest kiosk, go Welcome Center out front. They'll make sure that you get one of those shirts. And so we're excited that you're here. We've been doing a series called uh, Learning About the Kingdom of God. We talk a lot about the kingdom here at TLC. But we wanted to tear it down a little bit to understand a little more about what's going on. First week, we talked about righteousness. Righteousness is a kind of a big word, but it's kind of just God's right way of doing things. It's just kind of, you know, that makes it pretty layman's terms. And we talked about, last week, we talked about peace. We're going to continue peace this week. But let's review a little bit from last week. We talked about that peace gives us position. And we wanted to maintain our peace because the enemy's after the position, you know, of, of your life and what you're experiencing. And peace with it comes power. So when we have the Prince of Peace inside, we have the power to fight any of the obstacles that the enemy's going to throw at you. And you know he does. And he stinks at it, but you know, he does. And so we want you to, uh, to have the ways for victory. We also talked about four things. This question I get asked all the time, and all the time we've been in ministry, one of the most I get asked is, how do I know if I'm in God's will? Um, because, you know, they want to do what God wants them to do, but how do I? And most of us, I mean, let's be honest, most of us, we know. You know if you're not in the will of God because you're not at what? Peace. The Bible says to be led by peace, but we, we talk about doing these four things. Uh, we talked about just prayer. That was number one. Do, do you pray? Um, and not just pray about the things you need. This isn't a Santa Claus list, but praying about, and not just others, you're supposed to pray for others, but how about yourself? Praying to keep yourself right, keeping yourself good, you know, so that you know that if you don't want to harbor unforgiveness or if you need repentance and maybe some stuff, you're like, I know this is wrong, I need to take care of that or whatever. You need to stay right. It's kind of like buttoning your shirt up. If I button it and start with the wrong hole and the wrong button, I wear my shirt kind of like that all day long. Hard to make anything else effective if I can't keep myself right. Come on, somebody. So prayer, and then secondly, reading your Bible. Most of us have a smartphone. You can get on your smartphone. You can pull up the Bible app. You can get the notes for this message on the Bible app. That's pretty neat. So you can get there, and a lot of you have told me, boy, I love that. That's awesome. So, I mean, we do that. It's not because we have nothing to do. We do that to help you. But um, that is there. You want to get into the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. You need that word inside you. Matter of fact, as you found out in what we're talking about today, that's what the enemy's after. That is the prime thing he wants to get. So read your Bible. The next one is kind of, you're almost like, ah, oh, a good work ethic. 
And I'm, I'm looking at people right now that, are, that I, I think you all understand what that is. We all grew up understanding. But there is somewhat of an element sometimes that people are just in this, you owe me or life owes me. Maybe I'm just talking to the wind. But you need a good work ethic. You need to make, put your hand. The Bible says that he'll bless the work of your hands. In heaven, math works just like it does here on earth. Zero and zero is still zero. So if you do nothing, there's nothing for him to bless. You need to have a good work ethic. Lord, what do you, what do you want me to put my hands to? What do you want me to do? Um, so good work ethic. And our last one to know that we're in the will of God is be obedient in our giving. Everybody wants blessing. I mean, if we're honest, everybody wants blessing. But we need to understand obedience is, isn't always easy. There have been times when we have felt like we didn't have two nickels to rub together, and the Lord had told Kim and I, you need to give. And I'm like, really? Obviously, you're not really looking at the bank book then, right? And there's been times we've been in service, and the Lord spoke to me, and I knew he said it. He said, you see the guy over there? And I'm like, yeah. And he said, I want you to give him $100 when the service is over. Okay. All right. And I look down, and my wife is writing out a check. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. He told me to give $100. She goes, he told me too. <laughs> but I don't know where she, you know, she was giving something somewhere else. But what I'm telling you is in obedience, that's amazing. He's told us at TLC different stuff. I, to this day, you know, God has blessed us through COVID. I mean, you know, it, could I say the double C, the COVID crap? But I mean, he, he's, God is, he has maintained us and blessed us beyond that. He's helped us. I mean, we put up our sign, paid for in cash. God is just, he's been amazing. But you know, part of that happens when sometimes I'm like, oh, because just like anything, fear wants to get in. Oh, Lord, we have to, ooh, we have to keep everything in tight. And God says, I need you to sow. Do you know when you give to the poor, the Bible says, come on, that God repays you. So I'd be like, he'd say, I want you to write a check out for $100 or $50 or $200 or whatever and give to this uh, that gives out food. We, we do it all the time. And I'd be like, Lord, but, 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 but how many have ever tried to butt God? He doesn't really listen to my butts. And he just, he just quiet then. And so I'd go ahead and write the check out. And you know what? Then something, somehow, finances would come in. God would do something. You know, I'm telling you, as long as the earth remains, according to the word, seed time and harvest. But he is true to his word, walking in the kingdom. You want to know your will? Do those four things. We're going to talk about peace. Remember, power lies in keeping your peace. And the enemy wants you to lose your peace. That's what he's trying to do. And we talked last week. We all have this one child that can just go, I know what button to push. And you just go from zero to 60 like, whoa. Or maybe it's your job or, or whatever. Maybe it's traffic. Bumper to bumper traffic. Somebody in here likes to tell other people you are a number one driver. Be careful which finger you tell them with. But the enemy wants to get you to lose that peace, that position. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that we're going to learn from your kingdom today and that today will be a day that we can put some things in practice, some, some healthy things, and we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. James 3.18 says, And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. The Amplified says, In the harvest of righteousness... of Conformity of God's will and thought and deed, 
is the fruit of the seed sown in peace by those who work for and make peace in themselves and in others. That peace which come or which means concord, agreement, harmony between individuals with undisturbedness and a peaceful mind free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. That's a lot. That's the amplified version of that. It just expounds on all of that. But, you know, we should be peacemakers. That doesn't mean you have to bend over and, and do everything that, that somebody says, but it does mean that we have to follow what God is saying. The word of God has to take root and produce fruit in our life. And it's got to be taught by somebody who's a peacemaker. You know, we've raised four children, and I believe my wife has done an amazing job. If I'd say, you know, I say that to her all the time, she'll say, we did it together. We're a team. And you all can say that to yourselves if you're raising kids or if you're a single parent. God bless you, because it's you and Jesus, isn't it? I mean, just like, hey, Jesus, give me a high five. But you're doing, you know, double duty. And I get that, but, you know, that being peace, we had to, and, and it gets past just telling your children, you got to get along. You got to quit. You can't be mad at each other. Quit doing that. You got to say, I'm sorry. You got to, you have to show them and live the, the life you're telling them about. Come on. Because they, they learn by that. It's not just do what I say, but don't do what I do. You have to walk that out. So being, when we come to church, having a peaceful attitude, when do you get stirred up most if you're ever going to get upset? Is it not Saturday night or Sunday morning? Because if the enemy can get you just off kilter a little bit just get upset enough that it's hard for you to receive then he's he's at work because he doesn't want you to get the word who is the prince of peace jesus he doesn't want you to have what jesus wants you to have so we need to stay at peace and that means preachers too preachers aren't perfect don't put your preacher on a pedestal he's not perfect he puts his britches on like you do one leg at a time in Ephesians, it says not to stay upset. Why is that? Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Why? Because you will lose your peace. You'll give the enemy a place to put his foot in there and just to get things agitated. Peace is paired with strength here. If Paul talks about living a life on purpose, he does what the main scripture we talked about from Nehemiah, uh, that, what that Nehemiah had said, it's in Romans actually, 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but living a life of goodness, could be righteousness depending on your virgin, uh, and peace, joy, and the Holy Spirit. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. That's where I'm talking about pairing that up. Let's just be honest. If we wanted strength, we talked about position and power. Can you really have power without strength? If you have no peace, you don't feel that you're in position. You don't feel that you're in power. Our first thought today, you really can't have joy. We're going to talk about joy next week. You don't want to miss that. I'm excited to speak on that. But you you got to understand, it's hard to be happy if you have no peace. It's hard to be strong. You just have to be strong. You know, it's easy to say, harder to do. Because life happens. So what do we got to do with that? Here's our first thought today. Peace brings strength. Since peace has power, it also has strength. Since peace has power, it also has strength. So let's talk about strength for a minute. Strength is not just an outward di display of muscle power. For as a pastor, was a bodybuilder, used to run a fitness center, I understand what it takes to build muscle or what muscle is and, and all of that. Kim used to come to my contests and all that and, you know, and had to do all of that stuff. Get it. 
But there is something greater than that outward look of strength. You know, what would it be like? Well, I wonder if Samson looked like Rocky Balboa. Absolutely. Hey, yo, Delilah. Because <laughs> when you see somebody that's just like, you're almost like, oh, my. They can, oh, my. What if Samson looked like some skinny little guy, like Barney Fife? What if Samson, I mean, seriously, would that not be more amazing? <laughs> Where's my bullet? I mean, it would be just, but I'm, there is, there's strength past what our mind sees and what we correlate with strength. There's inner strength. There's inner peace. There's inner power, inner knowledge, inner recognition. Yielding to God is strength. Just obeying. Lord, I hear you. Remember PK? God's saying, hey, eyes on me. Focus. Did you know humility is strength? There are people that are just humble. They don't have to get the last word in. They don't have to say everything cocky. They don't have to be like braggadocious, as somebody would say. They don't have to, you know, like, I'm bad. I'm bad. He. <laughs> That's the best you're going to get right there, okay? <laughs> you know, when we were first starting this church, we had other ministries that were like, hey, would you, could, we would like to be over top of you. We would like to be you know, help you with that. We'd like to be the headship of all of that. And we chose, actually, we prayed and believed, and God uh, led us to Pastor Gary and Pastor Drenda, and they've been our headship ever since. But one of the reasons that drew us to them was Pastor Gary's humility. He was just so humble. He was just like, this is what I, this is, a, you know, I found this out, don't do that. He was very transparent. He wasn't you know, real boisterous or any, he was just, he was just so humble and he was so genuine. And that was just something we we're like, okay. So we, we were just drawn to them. So peace, there's strength in peace. You feel strong when you know you're walking with the Lord and he is with you. There's a, there's a strength in that. Now, you know, after everything that I've, I've been through in this last couple months, this has been a couple months, some of it I'd like to not go through ever, 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 and wish any of you go through again. Now, I, I mowed my yard again, and to most of you, it'd be like, and so? Well, see, that's what brought on the heart attack when this happened. I mowed the yard, and then noticed I was, my chest was hurting. So I went and sat down on the back deck and concentrated on taking my breaths and just like, what is going on? And it, it went away. I'm like, okay, that's good. And like a dude, I went back out and did more yard work and started again. And I went back and sat down and, and it went away. And because I am a dude, <laughs> I decided I think I'm fine. Which, you know, I mean, obviously, and I, I just told Kim, I said, I'm going to take the stuff, the grass clippings and stuff, and I'm going to take them to the dump, you know, that place out on Barks Road. She said, okay. So I went out there, I dumped them, come back, and then it was, it was bad. And I drove to the ER, called, told Siri to call her, 
And I, my, in my Siri is a Australian man's voice. <laughs> Hello. I don't know if that, that's, that sounds more English, doesn't it? But anyway, he calls, and I drove to the ER, and the, the rest is history. I said all that just to say, so when I am mowing the yard these last few times, to where other, other times I never thought, the enemy is bombarding me. You, you're, you're not going to be able to, you'll have to take a break because you're going to cause this again and blah, 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 blah. What I'm trying to get to, and I'll get to it here quickly, is you ever have something inside you that then when pressure is put on, that's what comes out? Now, we can do this in the negative way. You know, you take a, put your thumb out there and hit it with a hammer. If you have any special words, they'll probably fly right then. But in my spirit, I told Kim, I said, I was mowing the yard and out of... I mean, when I say nowhere, but out of the depths of my, myself that God put in there came that one song, there's strength in the name of the Lord. There is power in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And I mean, that, that was just, I don't know why I, was, I, I wasn't thinking. It's not like that's on my top 10 hit list, you know, of songs I'm going to think and sing. But man, that came up. So I just started mowing the yard and that's what I'm doing. I am singing that song. There's strength. Think about what I'm saying in the name of the Lord, because I'm going to be led by peace. I'm going to listen to who's talking to me now that I know is bringing peace. And so, you know, we live on the boulevard and everybody can see me mowing. So they're probably like, what is he singing? But, you know, we live in an age with Bluetooth and all that stuff. So who cares? (laughs) I didn't have a Bluetooth on, but I sing it to Jesus. And I mowed the whole yard and everything. And, you know, what I'm saying is, Peace brings strength. Our next thought is peace also brings agreement. Remember, Jesus sent the disciples into town to minister, and when they came to a house, he said, speak peace over it, and then enter and, and, and stay if you are welcomed. If you're not, knock the dust off your feet and keep moving. Because when we're at peace, it brings not only strength, it brings completion. Because you are, you are resting, and we'll talk about that in a second, with the Lord. So you've got strength, you've got peace, you, you're completing what God has told you. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Have you ever done something? You, you started a project now, so guys, and maybe even girls, how about girls? You got your whole house cleaned, you got it vacuumed, you got all the dishes done, all the dusting done, beds made, sheets done. How do you feel? <laughs> and some lady back here goes, I've never had that happen. I have no idea how that feels. Relate to me. <laughs> okay, guys, if you fixed something and you did a project and you got it done, how do you feel? You, that's, you have a piece about completion or a student. You, you studied a test and you took the test and you passed. It's over. And you're like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Because peace in, in brings that strength and then agreement And completion with all of that. Those, those ingredients, think about power, strength, and agreement. A three-chord, a three-strand chord is not easily broken. Think of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It also works just as it works for the good. We can have faith for the good, but we can also let the enemy come in, and we can also yield bad fruit. I want your ingredients to be that power, strength, and agreement. I don't want them to be 
stupid, dumb, and ignorant. I got to watch Saturday. I spent a little time turning on the TV, and guess what was on? The Three Stooges. Sweetly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm watching that, and you know, and it was, it was funny, but I can only take so much of that for so long, because after a while, I'm just like, I can only see so many, come on, you know, all of that, you know, and so I'm like, okay, I've had my fill. What I'm trying to tell you is, listen, if you spend more time with Larry Curley and Moe and Shemp than you spend with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, You're going to reap those, that fruit. We need to make sure that... We, my wife has said this over and over again. The Lord has told her, you know, cute church is over. It's time we just got serious about what's going on. God, we need some God. We need some the fear of the Lord. We need some Jesus in our lives. We need some Prince of Peace so that we can navigate the crud and crap of COVID with a world that's saying, what do we do? We can figure this out because God has already got it figured out. Jesus tells us in John that apart from him, we can do nothing. In Philippians, it says we can do all things. Again, look, through Christ. So staying in Christ. So what are we agreeing with? It's got to be the word, guys. It's got to be the word of God. Why is it so important? Why does the enemy want to stop you? Because the word of God is power. It is how Jesus beat the enemy. It's how you'll beat the enemy. He has to stop you at the word. That's what he's after. The word started this whole thing. And if it takes root, you can defeat him when you use the word. I mean, where did there is power in the name of the Lord? Where did that come from? It was already inside. See, that's what we have to understand. If you go to a bank and you go, I'd like to make a withdrawal, and you have a savings account, if you haven't made a deposit, you ain't making a withdrawal. So you've got to deposit the word in there so when the time comes, and in this life, you will have tribulation. So you got to be, I need to make a withdrawal. Lord, I didn't like this. I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but I'm pulling a withdrawal because I have peace and I know my account has stuff in it. You are the one that decides what takes root in your life or not. John 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Revelation 12, 11, one of my favorite scriptures. They have defeated Him, meaning the enemy, by the blood of the lamb, and your version, and this says, and their testimony. Your version may say, and the word of their testimony. You need to understand, this is a covenant relationship, and it is a say covenant. Jesus said, it is written. What are you telling the enemy when he comes in into the attack? Do you have anything that you can pull out of your arsenal, or do you just take it? The enemy wants your peace. He wants to get you off kilter. You have to submit to Jesus. If you don't choose Jesus, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to like this answer, but you're choosing the enemy by default. Because if the devil gets your peace, he gets position, he gets power, he gets your strength. But if you're in agreement with the word, then he doesn't get any power. 
All power was given to Jesus because he took it from the enemy, because the enemy got it from Adam. Jesus got it, gave it back, and gave it to you and me. And so we have the ability, because of Jesus, to walk in inner strength. So how do we do it? Ephesians 6.13, for shoes, put on peace that comes from good news so that you'll be fully appeared. Prepared. Now, check this out. I mean, every bit of the armor of God, we've talked about it before. The, the preparation shoes are the, actually the shoes of readiness, but it's the gospel shoes of peace who bring good news. Good news meaning the Bible. The breastplate of righteousness, okay, the belt of truth, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. All of these things are front guards. There's nothing to fight in the rear because God is never, when you have God, you don't have to retreat. You can face whatever you're facing and God can take it. It's not a big, you know, God is not worried. Armor reminds me, you know, I spent all this time in the hospital. It's kind of like a hospital gown. Business up front, party in the back. <laughs> They're like, you need to walk down the hall. I need to get some other stuff on before I walk down the hall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if we would understand how serious some of this is, it's we give the enemy too much credit because we don't understand we have the power. He, that's, that's it. You have the power to beat him. You have the power to beat him because you have the prince of peace inside you. So he, it was, he's inside you. He's in position. You have the power because God is there. Just, just knowing where to stand is half the battle. Turn to your neighbor and say placement. That's, that's half the battle. Now, we had four kids. My oldest son, Zach, love him. He said, Dad, I want to go out for football. Football was my sport. I love football. Football and karate, two sports I love. Okay, football, mm, football. So he goes out, and this is what happens. On the football team, the coaches didn't coach. You know what I'm saying? They didn't teach him. Where to stand, where to go, what to do. And during one of the games, they would always put him in this one spot. The coach said, Gleesman, Gleesman, get in here. I need you to go play left defensive end. He never played left defensive end before. So he runs up to the coach. He goes, okay, where is that? And the coach said, over there on the left. He goes, my left, your left. I mean, I'm watching this from the stands. He's looking back at me like, help. He's too far away. I can't do anything. To, and so he runs out to try to get in position. And the coach is all mad at him because he's not in the right spot. But he's not just mad at Zach. He's mad at all the other players that he's moved. And they don't know what they're doing. And they get slaughtered in the game. That was the game I went up and said, I'd like to help you. And what I wanted to say was, I'd like to help coach because you obviously aren't getting any of this. And so he said, oh, do you know something about football? And I said, yeah. And so they had three games left. Now, again, I'm not trying to be bragging. I'm just saying in two games of the three, they won. Because I had to teach the boys how to tackle. Had to teach them where their position was. Had to teach them how to be good sports. Come on. There's all kinds of things that happen. Now, what I'm talking about is placement. He was in one game. The coach said, Gleesman, get over there. I want you in front of the nose guard right there, defense. The guy, the dude is huge. Zach looks back at me and he's like, you know, you know why is he put him in there? Because the guy that was playing in there, the guy plowed him over and he got hurt. 
Oh, he's hurt. Zach, get in there. Zach is like, <laughs> and this is Zach. <laughs> I got a chance to talk to him. This is before I was coaching with him. I was down by the sidelines, and I said, Zach, he said, come here. I said, this guy is going to come at you hard. He goes, what? I said, he's going to bring everything he's got because you're new blood. He just knocked a guy out. He's going to come at you because he wants to intimidate me. I said, he's going to come out. He's going to bring everything he's got. He goes, Dad. I said, live through this, and that's the worst it's going to get. <laughs> he goes, great. <laughs> I said, just stand there and, I mean, just do whatever you can. Get through it. No matter what happens, if he plows you over, no matter what, make up your mind. Get up first. Look at him and say, nice hit or, or nice job or is that all you can do? And he looks at me and I said, listen to me, listen. And I'm looking at my son going, focus. If I was Mr. Miyagi, I'd say, oh, you know, go right side, left side. Squish. <laughs> you must focus. So I told him, I said, you focus no matter what this guy does. You stay focused. If he knocks you on your keister, get up and be like, nice hit. Just let him know he's not winning. Do you know if you let the enemy know placement and where you stand, he's not winning. So he did that. He lived to tell about it, but he never wanted to play that spot again. But <laughs> Ephesians 2.6 teaches us our place is in Christ. That's our place, in Christ. The word stand in the Greek is histemi, means to abide. The Greek word abide in John 15, 7 means to stand. So in John 15, 7, if you remain or abide in me and my words remain or abide or stand in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. So abiding position, standing in Christ, that's the place of power. When I went and told the coach, I'm going to do this, and he said, okay, and then he said, hey, this is going to be Coach Gleesman now, and he's going to help you guys over here, and you know, like that. I could see my son's face go from, like, oh, because he was wanting to quit, to, and I heard him tell some of his teammates, it's going to be all right now. And they're like, why? He said, because my dad's going to coach. Now, that's great to have your son brag on you, but here's the reason. I'm going to give them something to stand on. Come on. So, because this is what he's saying. My father is going to come in here and take care of this. Your father is going to come in and take care of this, but you got to know placement and peace and strength because position and power and placement, that's what the enemy wants. Don't let him have your peace. Brett, you don't know the hell I've been through. No, I might not know that, but I know the Prince of Peace can conquer any hell you've been through. I do know that. The Bible says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. All of these words, abide, still, rest, remain, stand in Christ. They, they're just saying, don't lose your peace. Philippians 1.28, don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they're going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved, even by God himself. Now, the Amplified of that is pretty cool. Do not, for a moment, be frightened or intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries, for such Constancy and fearlessness will be a clear sign, proof and seal to them of their impending destruction. But it's your token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation, and that from God. You see, that was the whole purpose. Zach, no matter what happens, don't let it get the best of you. You know that old saying, never let them see you sweat. 
Now, I get it. We're all human. I get that. And I'm not saying you can never cry or never show emotion. So please, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying when you're facing that giant, what are you standing on? What rock? What piece? What placement? What position? Whose power? When you're attacked, stay in peace. The devil, if he can't get you upset, he's at a loss. Then you don't lose your ground. And if you don't slip, you have the shoes of peace. You can just stay there. Submit to the Lord, not the enemy. Galatians 5, and 23. These are, you'll know this as soon as I start. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. So two of these fruits, look at those, peace and self-control. Here's our next thought. Peace brings rest. Let God drive. Have you ever been in a car where somebody in the car is trying to tell you how to drive? You don't have to say anything now because they might be beside you. But I've had to teach, I've had the privilege of teaching Maddie. I've actually taught all my children how to drive. I'm teaching Maddie. She's actually a conscientious driver. She's a good driver. She, she's very aware, you know, now of like, and there'll be people like a mile away, they'll pull out and she'll go, really? I'm like, Maddie, they're a mile away. Well, you think they'd have waited. They're a mile away. Oh. If you're going to let somebody else drive your life, you're going to lose your peace. If it's somebody besides God, peace brings rest. I have people that tell me, well, when everything gets right, then I'll be at peace and I'll be happy. Really? When in life is everything going to be just the way you like it? Wouldn't you like to enjoy your life along the journey? Know what it's like to be happy even in the midst of everything doesn't go your way, that you can still find peace and look for something good? You know, there's people, that, if you can't do anything else, you could be good at being miserable. I don't think I like that. Sometimes we get mad at people because they are able to be at rest during something that's happening, and we're all upset, but they're not. How, how's that? You know, maybe it's, maybe it's a spouse, and you're like, aren't you upset? I'm upset. Well, you should be upset. But if you're at peace, why could Jesus sleep in the boat in a storm? He's at peace. He's not going to give up his position. He knows his purpose. He knows the plan. He knows all of that. Did you know you can know that as well? God has a plan and a destiny that is involved with his peace in your life. Worry never brings an answer. 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Your version may say cast your care on him. You know, but... We worry about stuff that never happens. Again, just a plot of the enemy to get your peace. But we should just, Lord, I trust you. I have peace. I have faith. I'm going to believe you for the answer before it shows up. Or you can pray and worry and be miserable and let life pass you by. Have you? <laughs> oh, I won't go there. <laughs> I was, but I won't. When I, when, I, when I deer hunt, um, I, I go, instead of hunting, I, I kind of go and I harvest. So when I go, now think about what I'm saying. I go knowing in my mind, in this season, whenever I'm going out, I'm going to get a deer. And I'm going to get what I sowed for. 
So I don't go out wondering if it's going to come. I go out believing where is he going to come from because I've sowed specifically for a certain kind. So I start looking, and this last year was no different than any other year. I believe for an eight-point buck, and I had Pastor Gary, who I went to his house to hunt this year because I don't have land right now, and he, he asked me. Now, you got to understand, he's not only one of my best friends. My best friend is right here in the front row, but he's not only one of my best friends. He is like the guru of, of faith. You know what I'm saying? He's like Abraham, only his name's Gary Ham or something. I don't know. I'm sorry, Pastor. That probably didn't come out the way I meant. But, I mean, he goes, so, hey, buddy, what are you believing for today? You know, when, like, he's asking, I wanted to go, oh, let me just keep it as general as I can because that way, you know what I'm saying? Because what if, because the enemy right away is just starts, boom, boom, pelting things because he's, what is he trying to get? He's trying to get my peace. And inside, because I've made deposits, I said, you know what, Pastor, today I'm taking home an an eight-point buck. He goes, that's good to know. He said, I'll tell you where I'm going to take you. He said, I'm going to take you out here. And he goes, you're going to get an eight-point today. I said, yes, sir. That's that's the plan. That's what I'm believing for. And I said, so, all right. And you know what I brought home that same day? Well, I didn't actually, I didn't bring it home that day. I shot it that day. But I couldn't get it out of there. It It got dark, and I was by myself, so I had to go back the next day and get it. But it was an eight-point buck, and, and he said, well, you called it. Why? Because, now think about this, again, faith, peace, placement, position, power, placement, all of those things. God, you're so amazing. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. He's overcome the world. Life happens no matter who you are, I'm proof of that. You know, some people like, well, nobody can, no, you know, I'm telling you, life happens. God didn't do, God didn't give me a heart attack. You know that? God didn't put that on me. You know that, right? God doesn't make you sick to teach you a lesson. He doesn't do things to say, oh, that's not how God works. Who would want to serve a God like that? Not me. No, I'm just saying in this life you'll have tribulation. What God does is he'll help protect us or heal me from things that this life is just life. I want to keep the enemy. The Bible says he's supposed to be under my feet, but if you let, the enemy will just get you under his thumb. You don't need that. I'm not going to fret about tomorrow. I don't want to lose my peace. I'm going to enjoy today. I'm just telling you from experience, man. It's no fun to lay on a table hearing them say, get the, get the defib unit or whatever that thing's called, and there's people running everywhere around, and, you know, and I'm thinking, this is it. And she comes in, she grabs my hand, and I'm telling her, and I've you know, got my eyes closed most of the time because I'm fighting. You understand? I'm in a battle because the enemy's doing stuff, and I'm fighting against it. And I, I turned to her, and I told her, I said, you know, honey, I love you. I love you. I love the kids, and I wasn't afraid of where I was going. I don't remember feeling any fear, but I I was wondering, is this it? Now, in my mind and in my ears, this is what I hear. She is saying stuff. She's got a hold of my hand. She said, you will not die, but you will live. Death, you will not take my husband today. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I speak life to his body. She is saying stuff like that. I'm hearing t- 
tongues. I'm hearing all of this stuff coming out. And then I hear some dude go like this. I didn't say this in the first service. So this is some, you know, anyway, this guy goes, hey, guys, are you seeing this? I can hear him talking. I don't know who he's, ta he's talking to, whoever all the other people are in the room. He said, you look at these. And he turns to her and he says this, lady or ma'am. Did he call you lady? Ma'am. He said, ma'am, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. And because all of the whatever, because the, I'm all hooked up, you know, everything's starting to change. Listen to what I'm telling you. In the midst of all of that, I know what's going through her mind that she could let take root. How will I do this without him? How will I, you know, what will the kids and I do? What will my life be? I mean, the enemy, I'm sure, is going to flood her with all of those kind of things. This is a say covenant. You have to, but what she has decided, come on, is I am not moving off my placement. You cannot push me off this because this is where I'm standing. This is what he's told me on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All the other earth is sinking sand. You will not take this man today. He will live. He is not done. There's a destiny. You got to understand the enemy comes in like a flood, but my Bible says God raises a standard. And he pulls us out past that. And she just declared, declared, declared. And the next thing I know, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that was a fun experience. But God is, you know, he got me in the room, got me that fashionable gown. I was styling. And all the next, I saw all my kids. I mean, when they were wheeling me out into the surgery room, I could see there was, you know, my, all my family was there and their spouses. And I saw my dad. And I saw my dad and he had, it was just one of those, I'm like, I don't want to leave my family. But I knew I was going where I needed to go if God wanted, you know. But see, we get this all messed up in our mind. We think God just puts stuff on us to harm us, to teach us things. God didn't do that. So we had to proclaim life. We had to speak to what was trying to outlast or outspeak. And what I couldn't get, I was speaking and saying things in myself, what was in my deposit account, so to speak. This woman of God was already declaring. She was already calling it done. And so then the next thing, I'm, you know, I'm back in the room, and then they let all my, my kids come in. Funny how, you know, nobody can see anybody because of COVID, but they let my family in. So they were in, and my kids were looking at me, and, you know, just all of the things that happened during that day. I don't want to go through again, but yet what the enemy meant for harm God turned in for good. Give the Lord a hand clap. That's... You see, if we worry about stuff, it leads to doubt and unbelief. And God's bigger than that. But we receive from God through faith. This is a say covenant. So we have to begin to speak and walk and, and believe and talk. And we can receive from the enemy as well. We, sometimes we don't understand. If we can get from God, the enemy's going to try to get it for him. And you, you can believe what you want. You can set and rest on whatever. You can get unbelief and worry and stress, or you can have peace. Maybe you're living in regret, stuff that you did in the past. Can't go back. You're going to have to go forward. 
knowing that the blood of Jesus, what he did, the Prince of Peace on that cross, took care of all sin. Yeah, this is a little different than the first service, but it's all good. You can't go back. We don't live in the past. Jesus is not the great I was. He's not the great I will be if you go to the future. He wants you to live today. There's people that need you today. Your neighbors need you today. Your family needs you today, the great I am. So what brings peace? And this is our final thought. Prayer brings peace. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The world wants this kind of peace. They can't find it. You can't, can't buy it anywhere. It's not for sale. It's a gift from Jesus. When you start walking in his principles and that prince of peace is inside you, just like that, that as her dad would say, that woman of mine, I miss him. But, I mean, I can just hear his voice. That's my woman. That woman of mine, she would state, she stated exactly what she believed God was going to do. The world is starving for that. You commit your life to him, and he takes those worries, those burdens, and those things away. People have said this, well, you know, i got to give him my sins. Can I say this to you? And I mean this in all love and respect. He's already took your sins 2,000 years ago. You just have to activate that. He's not going back to the cross again. But he already did everything needed for your sins to go away. But you have to receive that in Jesus' name. I'm almost finished. People say, well, Brett, I get my mind all stuck on this. This is what he did to me. This is what happened. This is what she did. This is what, you know, I lost my job. I lost this. How do I get my mind on to quit thinking about that? Now, I'm going to give you this. This is worth your whole time. This is worth the gas money to come. You online, you get ready. Jot this down. Here it comes. You ready? Here it goes. Here it goes. Think of something else. <laughs> Ba-bam! Mind blown. <laughs> You're going to have to think of something else because it is you that decides what takes up space between these two ears. You've got to say, okay, God, you got, then change what you're doing. Do something different. Change your activity. Change your thought process. Whatever God will bring you to something that you can think on him. Focus, Daniel, son, because you off-road squish. You don't need that. You need to stay. As the Lord told my wife, eyes on me, eyes on me. Don't look to the right or to the left. Eyes on me. You need to look at God. God, what do you want me to do? Because if you focus and you stay on him, you keep your peace. You keep your position. You keep your placement. You keep your power. And you don't lose it. And so you're not fretting and you're not, you know, ah. No, you know what you are? You're at peace. And God is bringing the answer. If you're thinking about something else, you can't think about the problem. Sometimes busy isn't always bad. I'd rather be busy about doing my father's business. I'm going to focus. The enemy's going to fight you. You know, and she, she, she just backs me, supports me. 
She'd be like, you, you sure you want to do the whole, the whole yard? I mean, you can, you know, in the beginning, she doesn't do that now. You know, you can stop. And I know I can stop. But this is what I said. Just like I told Zach, oh, the enemy's going to come at you hard. That's the, that's the worst it's going to get. So I'm just saying like, no, it's time for me to kick the giant a few times. I'm going to give, I'm going to sing the song that he told me. I'm going to mow the yard. If he tells me to sit down, I'll sit down. If he tells me to finish the whole thing, I'm finishing. I'm here to tell you this morning that God is a finisher. And he's here. Just like Zach said, hey, my father's got this. Your father has got this. No matter what you've been through, he's got this. Now, you can lose your peace over it, or you can keep it. But literally... Let's be honest. Our peace is actually the Prince of Peace. It's his peace that we get. In him we live, we move, we have our being. That's our strength. I challenge you today, no matter what you're facing, think about where you're standing. What's it look like from that viewpoint? If it looks like it's causing you stress and strife, you might need to get your focus. Maybe, you know, it doesn't mean that you're bad. I mean, I'm just saying, it's happened. It doesn't matter who you are. So, you know, I, I, mean, I get myself back on center. And there have been times, and she can tell you, there have been times through this whole thing, she'll, be, she'll come in. Isn't it amazing, somebody that's really close to you, she can look at him, and she goes, how you doing? And I said, I'm good. She'll be going, how you doing? I said, I'm good. I know what you said. How you doing? I'm like, I'm staying focused. You know what that's telling her? The enemy's trying to rob me of peace. You know what she does then? She turns around and she'll say, you speak to that. And I'll say, yes, ma'am. Because she's trying to help me. She's trying to tell me something. She's trying to confirm what God, so I will speak to whatever that is. And just as faithful as God is, and he's faithful, it goes away. But it doesn't go away without you standing up. You know why? Because of your position, because of the power and the placement that God has put you. You are not where you are to just exist. That's why we say you're to live your life on purpose. You were created on purpose for a purpose. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, in the name of...